0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I pledge if you listen, I'll do my best to develop content that'll help you get to retirement. I pledge that if you're not stupid you will be closer to your environment. i to the show for a couple of years and then putting together your own financial thoughts that you don't need a show like this to be a grudge for you. Um, I kind of want to say something. I don't know exactly how to say it. Um, I pledge if you listen, I'm going to do my best. And It's kind of interesting because I got a call from a coworker who I haven't seen in two or three months now. And he's in his late 40s, and he's been through a bitter divorce. And he's really questioning, am I going to be able to retire? And he said he was talking to another guy at Cron, that's TV station that I worked at. <laughs> I'm not at right now. It's a weird concept even thinking about going back, right? But I will. I hope. I kind of, a, do they want me? Does the viewers want me? Do I have to shave my beard? Do I have to put on pants? Like, there's a lot going on there. But he's in a situation where I've worked with him for almost 20 years. So we knew each other's first wife. We knew each other's. And he was like, your first wife was hot. She was gorgeous. She was um, a little crazy, but hot, like, kind of thing. So he went through a divorce. I went through a divorce. My divorce? I think maybe because I'm grounded. I said something to the nature of, well, we could fight, or we can just do this and get it over with. Treat it very sterile. State of California, it's a no-fault state. I know a dude, <laughs> listen to this. Hey, bro, why does your divorce cost so much? He and his wife fought over everything in the divorce. Pretty expensive. So I know a man, he came to me this week and said, I need your help. He said, I've gone through a divorce, I'm 48, I'm mid-40s, I think. He's got about $80,000 in a 401k. He used to have a lot more real estate, sold all of his real estate during the divorce. He's goes, I wish I could do that over again. And he grew up with the notion of real estate's the best way to invest. Well, it's not during divorce, now is it? I own real estate; it's part of my long-term plan. I own stocks; it's part of my long-term plan. I'm starting to question, like stocks, only because I, I see like this is too good to be true for a lot of us. In January, my net worth in stocks was at an all-time high. In February it was at an all-time high. Last year it was an all-time high. The year before it was an all-time high. The year before I was an all-time high, and the year before that it was an all-time high. You get the idea, right? And then March suddenly it wasn't. And I'm like, well, this is humbling. Okay, maybe I don't retire with twenty million dollars. Maybe I don't retire with thirty million dollars. Maybe I retire with ten million dollars. And I'm making those numbers up, but you get the idea. Um, it kind of dawned on me, like, well, COVID's going to change things. I do think COVID changes some stuff. And yet, I question, I'm question. i starting to question myself, how long does that last? And the simplest one that I can give you is restaurants. And I was talking with CFP Chad Burton yesterday. We were talking about restaurants. He, goes, he said something that I, he never compliments me. I'm probably the smartest person he knows, and he never says a nice thing to me. It's just he didn't grow up with compliments. So he doesn't give them, he doesn't take them. But him and I were talking. I think he's by far the smartest financial planner I've ever met. So he gets my compliment. I'm waiting for his. But he said, I kind of think you're right, Rob, about the whole uh, restaurant thing. He goes, I think there's going to be premium restaurants that come out of this. And we're not talking like better, like a steakhouse with a cow that was massaged during COVID-19. He had 14 monks massaging him through the the, the, the tension and the stress. It's the most tender, juiciest cow ever. We're not talking premium like that. We're talking premium like everything goes up by three bucks. Maybe a coke goes from two bucks, three bucks to four bucks. Maybe a burger goes from fifteen to nineteen. Maybe a chicken parm. And I, I know a, a school teacher. She's the funniest because she grew up with a, her dad was a butcher, so she really knew knows meat prices. She goes, "I'm not paying nineteen dollars for a chicken parmesan." She's a really picky eater. She's really picky. Like She eats chicken McNuggets or chicken fingers. Chicken fingers are her, her best favorite meal out of a box, whatever. She loves chicken fingers. Not the fanciest palate, but she's not paying 20 bucks for a chicken parm. I think you're going to pay $23 or you're not going to get it. Um, I see restaurants like, let's see, Applebee's, Cheesecake Factory. They have a problem. There's too many people in the waiting room. There's too many people sitting next to each other. There's too many people involved in the process. They have to raise pro- prices. You know one of the hottest jobs right now? And I'm just I'm making this up. But you know a job where you can get hired almost instantly? Dress up as Mr. Clean. You know Mr. Clean? White t-shirt, white pants, white shoes. I think he even had a white hat on. We got a guy at radio. A guy named Mike who looks just like Mr. Clean. He can be Mr. Clean for Halloween. He can be Mr. Clean every day of the week. He could probably go into any restaurant, any airline, any airport, any office building and says, I will be a janitor. I will clean your building for you. I will even look like Mr. Clean. I think we're going to have janitors walking around restaurants disinfecting stuff while we eat, and that's going to be another salary. I think we're going to have janitors, we already know this, on airlines, you're going to see an extra stewardess. Is that the right word? an extra airplane helper. I don't want to offend stewardesses or stewards. I don't even know what the right sexuality to throw onto it is. Um, I think we're going to see one more person per flight walking around and wiping stuff down mid-flight. And that person has to get a paycheck. It's the law. You can't enslave someone and say, go clean. I'm not going to pay you any money. But I think that's going to be something that's out there. I think police departments, I think everyone, jails, are going to have to have more cleaning in the short term. And then I started questioning myself. And again, that's what this whole segment's about, is questioning yourself. Should you be in the market right now? Is the recovery for real? Can this continue on? Can Rob be at all-time highs his whole life? Can a March bear market be over for sure, for real, that fast, by April? So... I question it. It's like, can real estate always go higher? And so far, I'm kind of going with it. I believed in capitalism, but now that we're not even in capitalism, we're having government support us, which is considered socialism. I'm not a wacko. I'm not like, oh, these socialist nuts or these, you know, these commies. I'm not one of those. But I'm a little bit shocked. The stock markets are. to question myself, um, and I think you should question yourself. But I'm like, nah, restaurants will probably we'll probably say, screw it. I'll sit in a crowded restaurant. Maybe we'll not for one or two times, but then that janitor person will be fired or let go quietly, and we'll never actually know about it. So, that's out there. Investors should think very carefully about what they're buying at this point in time. I mentioned I don't like gold and silver yesterday. Someone jumped down my throat, called me the biggest a-hole, jerk face, know-nothing and I sent him the data on it, and how gold hasn't done anything in over 40 years. It's not a storage value, and how silver hasn't done anything in over a hundred years. It's actually gone down, and when both of them are factored in for inflation, they're both disasters. But you should question: Is Rob right on gold? Should I have gold? You should question your the roller coaster that we're seeing right now. Its fundamentals are going to stink. There's no question; the earnings are going to be extremely challenging. And the bridge is the fiscal stamp, the stimulus. We're talking about bridges. A slew of U.S. companies, Lyft, Apple, Pepsi, they've withdrawn their earning guidance. So I own Apple. In the S&P 500, I own PepsiCo. And they're telling us, we don't know, we should ask questions, but also go with it a little bit. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. 800-516-1220. Get your calls in there. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. This is either Brandy Carlisle or Marin Morris or someone like that. Randy Carlisle, thank you. I feel like I've been locked up and my my music brain is getting spongy. <laughs> no, no. Um. I was looking through tickets yesterday, because I get like those emails from Ticketmaster or Vivid Seats or anyone you've ever bought a ticket from, you get those emails. And through your career of emails, you're like, ah, I am gonna call that junk, and no more of those. But I saw Brandy Carlisle's name show up for uh, Bottle Rock, which I guess is the music festival in Napa or Sonoma. And it's been moved from, I think, this month to October. And they're selling tickets. I'm like, whoa. This festival sold out. They canceled the tickets and they're selling tickets. Again, I'm like, I could see Marin Morris or Brandy Carlisle. And I was looking at their lineup and I was like, oh, I don't know this one. I don't know this one. I don't know this one. Oh, I know that one. And I was jonesing. What have you been jonesing for since uh, March? Restaurants, a nice steak. What are you jonesing for? It's something. End of school, going back to school. Oh, so much to talk about. Live sports are going to return it to TV in June, so says Viacom CBS. They've got a lot of golf that they can bring you. And if Target's involved, Target, no, if Tiger's involved, I'll take a look at it. And if it's an exciting weekend, I'll actually get lost in sports. I'm one of those people, I'm a, a, I am don't care for golf, but if Tiger's playing and for some reason it's dramatic, I'll watch it. So live sports are right around the corner. What are you jonesing for? Have a conversation with your spouse today. CFP Chad Burton was telling me that a lot of his friends are probably going to come out of lockdown with divorces. I'm like, talk to your spouse, people. Have a question or two. Try to be on the positive side. I'm actually liking the lockdown, all things considered. Well, my eyebrows are a little bit bushy, so but that's neither here nor there. Royal Caribbean just posted a big loss and a big drop in revenue. Again, the questions you should be asking yourself is, will you take a deal of a lifetime? The best time to vacation is going to be very, very soon. Is it the summer? I don't know. Is it the fall? I don't know. Is it next spring? I don't know. Is it next winter? I don't know. But... You're going to get be getting a lot of 2 for 1 deals, a lot of 50% off deals, a lot of like hey, we're going to throw in $5,000 of resort cash. Are you ready to get some of the deals of a lifetime? As the travel and leisure industry has to get people's butts in seats. Airlines don't care if they have a f- uh, airlines don't care if they have to sell a, you know, $10 for the last seat. They don't want to do that, but they want the last seat sold. Uh, boats, they don't have to ne- make money on the room. They can make money in the restaurants. They can make money on the gambling. They can make money elsewhere. So the magnitude, duration, and speed of COVID remains very much so uncertain, in my opinion. But I err on the side of caution. Um, and I, there's, I could say something cute and funny about me erring on the side of caution, but I'm just going to say I err on the side of caution. I like moderation to be kind of moderate. I'm not very emotional. Investors are worried about muni bonds. Oh, you know this is another thing about COVID that people like me and CFP Chad Burton have never seen before. Markets that are supposed to be made of steel—they're not supposed to fall. Municipal bonds—they got knocked around. They got knocked loopy. State and local budget deficits are going to soar. And as they do, they may not pay back some of their bonds, and they may fail. And you're like, but but, but, these weren't supposed to fail. They're bonds, damn it. But they're not exactly working the way they're supposed to. So muni bonds are still in the headlines. And I, I bring this up because that may not be in your scope of what you're looking at, and that still worries me a bit. Uh, we're talking about another round of stimulus. You're talking about Federal Reserve uh, bankers saying, we need more stimulus for states. You're getting the uh, presidency of the United States saying, we don't want to bail out states. Let states bail out states. Um, you're going to see municipal struggle. Luckin Coffee is facing delisting. They've begun trading. It's not pretty. Luckin Coffee is like a cockroach. When a company says... You know, we're going to have to materially restate our numbers. That they're basically saying we lied. We told you something that wasn't true. And because it's publicly traded, the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, tells the Nasdaq and the Dow, you got to have some standards on what you have. Like you got to make sure every company that you list that people can buy and sell has a bank account. You got to make sure that they have money in said bank account. You have to make sure that if they say they have a million subscribers and someone says no, they only have a hundred thousand, you have to investigate that. Is they're kind of like uh, pushing you into their stock with illegal information with lies. So Luckin Coffee is facing to listing. Do you know how much interest I have in Luckin Coffee? None. And I used to give a lot of examples. Like they're very sexualized, and it just tells you that I came from that, that was more acceptable in my generation, or maybe I'm a problem person. But I'd be like, that's like Megan Fox. She was beautiful in the day, but man, she got kind of crazy. Luckin was beautiful in the day. It was a poor man's Starbucks. It was a Chinese Starbucks. It had a great and easy sizzle of a story. And then they lied to us. I want nothing to do with that. Um, Nothing to do with that. In the day, it was very pretty and very fancy and very shiny. But the lies take off all the luster. And you kind of see like that's what you look like after 60 days and yeah for instance yeah you'll see me on tv and i'll look kind of okay not great but kind of okay and um you see me right now and i'm I'm just a mess i'm just a mess i've got hair on the top of my feet that i've never seen before i'm like how do i have hair on my feet get it let's get back to sports are starting to come back um, everyone has their fingers crossed that football can come back with an empty stadium or maybe not. California went from there's going to be no sports until November to, yeah, we could start sports in June. What the heck happened there? But it's now with different guidelines. Like we thought maybe until November for fans, but now we're saying, okay, we can do sports, but maybe no fans. That was a that got pushed up pretty fast, right? And again, things change and markets reflect that change. Uh, We're less than six months away from an election. What is the market trying to tell us about that? You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I'm kind of stoked in the last three weeks we've gone from talking about shutdowns, deaths, infections, to let's get back to talking about retirement. And for the first time in a long time, I'm going to say a statement that I haven't said because it hasn't been the right time to put that focus on it. We need about a million dollars each before we retire. And I think COVID's going to change that a little bit, too. The price of nursing homes... Um, friend of mine was bragging that he traveled last weekend and ate at a restaurant and he went out of state and he was like, my state stinks because we don't have restaurants open. And he was bragging about it. I'm like, he's like, people aren't dying. So he's got that like scope. I'm like, have you been in an old folks home recently? I'm like, people are dying. Um, and he's got a mother. So let's see, he sees his mother and let's say his mother goes to see Oh, one of our friends at an old folks home. Those are the people dying, and he may have just given his mother COVID. She's fine. She's strong. But next thing you know, she's visiting her elderly friends, and they're not all. So I I, I get the drama of this, and I I see it pretty clearly, I think, to be fair to myself. Um, But nursing homes are going to cost more. I'm not in the greatest of health. Uh, Diabetes runs in my family. My son wants me to do a show called Rob Black and Your Diabetes, and I want to punch him in his face every time he says that, because it's funny, and I don't like anyone to be funnier than me. Um, But nursing homes are going to go up in cost, right? That's not a fun place to be right now. I've got some friends who went into a nursing home, not an elderly-assisted home, probably in December. And next thing you know, they can't get visitors. They can't leave. So, it's nice to be not talking about that. But while talking about that, I'm also saying an old folks home for me is probably be more expensive due to COVID. We've seen shocking things like an old folks home that has, you know, 42 residents and 29, 39 of them have COVID. You're like, whoa, we really don't know what we're doing in the old folks community. Go ask Sweden about that one, right? Um, so I'm totally digressing, but my point is, I I think some things are going to be more expensive in our life. We're going to see some inflation out of the disease and not necessarily out of the money being thrown at treating the disease. Um, typically you see where I'm going out with that. Um, so I like to say, and I'm proud to say this, you need a million dollars to retire. That's cool. That's tangible. No one knows what the number is. But that's just a start, in my opinion. A million dollars should pay you $40,000 a year until the day you die. Except for the fact interest rates went down to try to stimulate the economies. So once again, the people who are losers are the retirees. They can't put money in bonds. Rates are too low. Now they're actually dangerous to put money in bonds. Um, because states aren't paying some of their bonds back. Corporations may not pay some of their bonds back. Federal government, eh, they tend to pay their bonds back. But they tend to print money to do it. And that's where you get into the rub, or that's where you get into the problem. So, a million dollars, I may have to change that number in the coming days, in the coming weeks. Because the rate of return I can get on a million looks like it should be lower. Whether it's exposed to the stock market, corporate profits should get dinged for the long term on increased cost to protect workers. But then again, they might also get some cost relief. I have a friend who doesn't have to travel anymore. He's now doing all of his clients' meetings. He can do them all with Zoom, and everyone's pretty comfortable. It's not like you have to talk someone into a Zoom meeting. They're comfortable with it. So so the cost of how many desks do you need in the office could go down because people are putting desks in their homes, which, again, should benefit companies like Best Buy, who happens to report numbers, I think, tomorrow night. We're going to pay close attention to Best Buy, in large part because it's part of a new trend, working at home. Working at home should continue on some levels. Um, So we're going to need more PCs at home. We're going to need more headsets at home. We're going to need more microphones at home. So Best Buy seems to be in the right place at the right time. Or Amazon. So yesterday, one of my kids... uh, headset needs to be replaced and he's like i'm like let's go to amazon and order it kind of thing you want the same one that you got last time like yep easy easy pleasy lemon squeezy right so best buy has confirmed and they're going to report numbers tonight after the close they've confirmed that they're expecting a surge in demand for products related to remote working laptops mobile devices printers networking devices office supplies you name it they think that the work from home trend will have staying power. I do too. So in the Bay Area, to have a face-to-face meeting, if you don't own an office, you sublease an office from like a regency, regent's offices. And so you're paying like three, four thousand dollars for a one room. And then you're like, oh they're like, Do you want to meet a client? You have to pay extra money to get that conference room. It adds up. Three four thousand dollars is just fifty sixty thousand dollars for an employee to have a, a space to work. I I see some businesses saying work from home. Now we'll start monitoring you more from home. We'll start making sure that you're doing your actions. Um, but Twitter and um, Jack Dorsey have kind of changed things and saying you know you never have to come back to work. I don't know what seat count that's going to look like, but if I were working as an analyst for a brokerage firm right now, that's one of the first questions I would have for Dorsey in a conference call. How many people have stayed committed to working at home, and how much money does that save you? How are your margins going to improve or or not improve? So Best Buy reports tonight. Now, I can tell you, you know, anecdotally, my Best Buy story isn't great. Pre-COVID, I had bought a sound bar that didn't work. During COVID, I had to return the soundbar. And I didn't really want to do the UPS thing, so I looked up online. I'm like, "Ah, sure you can get a return. Essentially you just stay in your car and they come out and they grab a package and they say thank you. (laughs) But when I did that, no one else was there. That's the anecdotal evidence that I'm like, did they really have the how much of it's been online? Like I do want to know about fulfillment costs. A Best Buy wasn't exactly Amazon before COVID. They had some delivery and they gotten way better in the final last two years. But you're also learning like some companies like Target, what they're saying is, you know, we're not really great at fulfillment yet. We don't have the robots in place. We don't beat our employees. We still like them. We're still figuring out should we do it from you know a centralized hub or individual stores? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Best Buy's gonna give us a lot of information tonight. What's interesting is they've already said that. During COVID, when they had their store closures, they retained 70% of their sales. And, like, anecdotally for me, I'm like, I went to one, and i like, no one was there. They had 10 employees outside in the parking lot doing that corn husk toss, you know, the beanbag into the whole thing. They were just goofing off and playing, waiting for one random customer to come return a sound bar. Uh, that's not necessarily anecdotally a positive I did this story the first hour today, Moderna. Uh, They had a busy week. Over the weekend, we learned that their phase one trials are showing positive results for building COVID antibodies. But I questioned that on Monday or Tuesday when that story got up. I'm like, is phase one over? Um, It was just antidotal evidence. And my antidotal evidence on Best Buy was tragic. I didn't see one other customer there. But yet, Best Buy has told me they've retained 70% of sales per store. I'm like, wow. So, the antidotal evidence may not be the real evidence. Moderna had a big Monday and Tuesday. They've had a big year. Um, Then they announced a secondary, which basically means if they have a million shares, they say, let's issue another 100,000 shares. And Wall Street will give us the money, and we'll give them the shares. We'll give them a percentage of our company, another 10% of our company, to sell to their customers um so wall Street tends to not to like secondaries but it does tend to set a price under it where you can see like oh um that should be a 90 dollars stock because that's where it was the day they issued all these shares yeah, so you could kind of get some pricing out of it it's not science but it, it's it's applying science to uh, an art so to speak now, in that first hour, I also talked about, like, yeah, later this week, we kind of learned that it was antidotal evidence. So a little bit of luster is being lost on that company. And I wonder about the legality of that. Monday, they're, they're talking crow, they're talking big about we may, we're, we're well into phase one and it's looking good. Next thing you know, their stock's up 20%. Next thing you know, they're issuing 100,000 shares. Next thing you know, they're saying, well, that was just antidotal evidence. I don't like that. I'm not telling you not to like the company, but that's, that's just, and I wish I could curse right now. That's just a big bowl of poop um, in my book. But this morning you saw another biotech company, ticker symbol INO, Innovio. They too have said that there's been a positive antibody build in their positive coronavirus vaccine. And they get into the preliminary safety and immune response data from phase one. It's expected in June. I'm like, oh, wait, wait. Didn't you just tell me you're seeing positive results? Are you pumping your stock? Um, but so far, like, and this is all fascinating. I mean, they said multiple animal challenge study data are expected in coming weeks. Uh, so your COVID vaccine's going to be tested on animals. Yep. <laughs> That's the process. Um, little guinea pig, little guinea pig. This is just going to pinch a little bit. <laughs> Joe Rogan signed a big deal with Spotify. That's crazy. Um, Spotify, not not Spotify, but Spotify's good to, uh, buying content now. Great, good for them. But um, on top of that, Joe Rogan's the first big breakout podcast star. As far as as getting the money, show me the money. Uh, we're talking close to a billion dollars, you know, and that's a pretty good relationship for a kind of chubby, overweight comedian who gets fantastic interviews anyway i'm rob black talking all things financial money investor or you can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. don't forget there's another hour of today's show to listen to find it now at kdow.biz or on the kdow radio app i'm rob black talking all things financial money invested and more thanks for listening to the show i do appreciate it i know you have choices I think we will eventually get back to normal. I don't know what it'll look like in the process getting us there. I know that we are opening up the country and reopening has to happen. But do we have good testing? Do we have good procedures to get people back? Um, That's about as far as I get into this whole COVID thing at this point in time. Let other people tell you what to do. But Fed Chairman, Dallas Fed Chairman, Dallas Fed president, excuse me, is the right way of saying that. He's the head of a bank, and essentially they call it all of the Dallas area, and that may include most of Texas. Like, there's one that is head of Richmond, Virginia, which is eh, kind of goes to Northern Virginia down to the Carolinas. You get the idea. Um, he's doing an interview today, and he's saying reopening has to happen, but he's talking about like let's do it safely. He's also, and you're like, you're a banker. Why are you telling me about mask or no mask? I know, like, right? Everyone has an opinion right now. But he he said something kind of interesting. Where I want to hear him talk is the economy. And his quote is, people will not fully engage with the economy until they feel safe. I've probably spent more money in the last three weeks as I'm like, I'm starting to get pent up, cooped up. My mind's starting to go, I want to get out. I'm getting grumpy. getting grumpy this morning? No. Um, but people are not fully engaged. I, I, I underlined that when I saw that. <coughs> um, because that's the 2019 us. And when will we get back there? If you don't see that as a random question, it's not. Think about how many people you know that are like, oh, my kid... He's sick. He's staying home today. Like, he's not sick. He just fooled you. Oh, my kid. My kid's not going to hang out with other sick kids. And like, my kid's not going to get a vaccination. My kid's going to get a vaccination. My kid's going to get two vaccinations. I know people that wanted to get a second flu shot this year because they said that it may be. We're starting to learn more and more and more in science or we think we do. I don't even know. But once you got your flu shot in September, they're like, well, maybe this is this is a late hitting flu, so some of the effects will have worn off. So you get another flu shot. I know people that wanted to do two flu shots, and then COVID happened. They're like, I'm just going to stay home, <laughs> right? Okay, so Fed Chairman, not again, I'm doing that. Dallas Fed President, I need to day off, people. Um, Robert Kaplan, he also said it'll probably take more fiscal action to grind unemployment rate down. We have not hit the high of unemployment, and we're already starting to talk about what's it going to take to grind it down. I think people would say anything under 10%, we feel a lot better about than 20% unemployment or 25% unemployment. What are we at? 15% right now with data getting worse since last release, so we're going above 15%. With that said, what's it going to take to get to grind down unemployment? It's not going to be V-shape. <laughs> Anyhow, 800 1220 to get your calls on the air. I was doing a little bit of media work and media research, and I was trying to figure out the levels of engagement. We know the levels of engagement in Twitch, which streams video of people playing video games. We know the level of engagement's gone up since, since uh, lockdown we know that more people are watching cbs online since lockdown so you try to get that same concept netflix and then you wonder like are there any other companies that are going to show an increase in engagement and you start going like lionsgate lionsgate's one of those guy one of those movie companies production tv shows they got content Apple is starting to license other people's content. They haven't made the announcement yet. But they started getting licensing deals in this place so they can show you friends or maybe they could show you the Twilight movies. I never cared about the Twilight movies. Christian Stewart, I was t- I could I was old enough to be her daddy when that movie came out and it, it just didn't interest me. But you're in lockdown for a couple of weeks and you're like, "Yeah." Weren't there four movies? I could probably kill a weekend with that. So is Lionsgate going to get the same engagement as a lesser known player than a CBS or than a Netflix or than a Disney Plus? Disney had a a wonderful situation happen when Disney Plus came out. Three months later, we're all locked down. Well, the downside for Disney is they also have theme parks and movie theaters that they want you to go to, right? Right. So engagement's interesting, but also I saw an analyst yesterday, uh, I was reading a report, and he said, watch out for Netflix when the engagement comes off. There's no barriers to canceling your contract with any of these services. Makes companies like Comcast who says, oh, you want a new, better internet plan? You have to sign a two-year contract and to break it, we're going to take two months of your money. (laughs) You're like, that's not fair. But you get the idea. So, engagement going in, winners that weren't there before, and what's it going to look like coming out? You're already starting to see some analysts say, take the momentum off the table. So, Netflix, which is having an amazing two months, he's saying, if we start going back to work, we're going to watch less of this, and we're going to feel less comfortable paying for it. Is $9 the sticky point? I don't know. I've got some of the answers. I don't have all of the answers. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. A good friend of mine from television called me yesterday. And he's late 40s. He's gone through a rough divorce. They still hate each other. I'm like, you guys need to get over that. They still fight over money. Um... And he's probably got about 80,000 saved late 40s. I'm like, okay, that's good. I was trying to give him some positives because he's like, trying to, like, how am I going to do this? Uh, 80,000 would become 160,000 in his late 50s, and that'll become 300,000 in his 60s. That's not nothing. It's not enough. But we started a constructive thought based on that. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing more. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.